0: Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hello, crew. Welcome to episode 131 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Glenda Risley, and this week, team, I've decided to present to you the Facebook lives that I did this week in our free Facebook group. So over in the Motorsport Fitness group, where we generally concentrate on fitness, nutrition mindset, uh, I did, which you're going to hear in a moment, uh, some information around about skills required to be a successful driver and a little bit of insight into our upcoming pre-season program that is going to be commencing on the 1st of November. So if you're interested and you're needing um, some better results uh, for 2023, um, you'll look really after some fitness, nutrition and mindset content. um, Race over to today's show notes, which will have all those details about our upcoming pre-season course. And then the second half of today's podcast is what I did over in our Most Want Sponsorship group. And to follow on from last week's podcast with Philippa, I went into some do's and don'ts about dealing with the media. Um, so I hope that you guys will get lots of content, I mean, lots of tips, sorry, um, I'm ready and I'm writing, uh, from both of these episodes. Uh, and of course, if you haven't already joined these free Facebook groups, the links will be in today's show notes, race over and join these notes pretty much every week, these groups every week. Um, I jump on, um, hopefully, and I speak better than these. No, not really. Um, And go through um, some different tips, um, latest research, some strategies um, to help improve your performance all for free. Um, Philippa, as mentioned last week, has kindly um, agreed to do a masterclass for everybody next Tuesday, the 18th of October. So if you're interested in learning more about starting on your media strategy, again, race over to the show notes or head over to motivatetraining.com.au forward slash podcast to episode 131 and you will see all those links for the two Facebook groups for the media masterclass as well as our pre-season program coming up. Tim, I do hope you get something out of today's show. Of course, if you do, I'd love for you to tag us on social, take a screenshot of your preferred platform that you're listening from today um, or do us a video testimonial on what you thought about or what you got out of today's episode. We'd love to hear it positive as well as negative so we can obviously grow as well. hope that you enjoy the show and uh, next week, well, you'll have to stay tuned. Until then. Happy Tuesday, crew. Welcome to this week's Q&A. We're talking about skills of a driver. I'm Belinda Risley, founder of Motorweight Training. For those I haven't met before, um, if you're not watching live, love to hear um, that you're watching the replay and yeah, hope you're all doing well. And I can't wait to get some feedback on what you think um, a skill of a great driver is. So thank you for everyone who participated in the poll. We did a poll here within the Facebook group as well as over on Instagram around what kind of skills do you think that um, a motorsport athlete should possess. And some of those um, responses were like discipline, personality, respect, uh, great family life, attitude, patience, passions, adaptability, awareness of surrounding, um, motivated, uh, living the past in the past, and professionalism. So there are lots of different traits um, that a driver does require. And we're going to go into a few more details. I've kind of got like 12 main ones that um, we've established. And this is what we always work through within all of our programs. So we've got an athlete performance program uh, and also coming up we do have a pre-season 12-week program coming up. So it is important that when you are um, wanting to take your career from a hobby into a career that you do, of course, have a pe- plan in place, not only for sponsors, is a social media strategy, but you also need a strategy for your personal development. So you, the off-track development side, and what uh, and how are you investing within yourself? Uh, so these are some of the skill sets um, that uh, we've researched and found that a lot of teams, as well as um, you know owners, are looking for within a driver. So obviously, the first one goes without saying is um, driving skills all right so it is important that you need to have the technical um, driving skills required to, so that you can keep control of the car at high speeds um, so that means that you know how to take um, corners how to use your um, competitive slipstream how to brake and accelerate with maximum efficiency um, you know professional drivers know they must scan where they need to get ahead of time and there, in the shortest possible distance within the fastest possible time. So every moment must be second nature because when you're making decisions, you know, you don't want to have to second guess yourself. All right, so making sure um, that... You know how to obviously control your vehicle is really important. Uh, number two is having a high level of physical fitness. Um, obviously, that's why you're within this group. Uh, so you're needing to ensure that you're concentrating in your strength, your core flexibility, your neck strength, um, and recovery system as well. So you need to have a plan for all of those things. Our plan, a program, and working with a personal trainer. Uh, again, something that is scheduled that you're doing on a day to day basis. You know, motorsport athletes, as we know, I like. One of the highest, fittest, sorry, um, athletes in the world. So this is with your fitness training. It's something that needs to be doing all year through. So I'd love to hear. Um, you can comment below. What do you do for your fitness training? Um, You know, are you more cardio based? Do you work with a personal trainer? Do you work from home? In our upcoming pre-season program, um, our programs will be um, developed on our app. So if you don't know Motivate, we do have our own app um, where you can do them at home or also at the gym. So I'd love to know in the comments, if you're watching the replay, where do you train and how do you train? Um, as mentioned, you also need number three is to have a high level of stamina. So it's really important that you're doing lots of cardio based training that could be running, mountain bike riding, um, rock climbing, swimming, um, rowing, any of those kind of exercises. So, again, I'd love to hear what you guys do and what kind of exercises that you enjoy doing. Uh, number four is obviously having an extremely Good level of concentration. So, as mentioned, you're needing to ensure that um, you're quite decisive. And so, therefore, you need a very clear mind. Okay, so in addition to the physical endurance, a racing driver must have the mental and the emotional fortitude to stay focused during a race. So, you need a lot of mental grit to stay cool under pressure. uh, And that's just not physical pressure. So, drivers, as you know, you're facing immense pressure from sponsors, team, and fans to also perform well and to win races. We know that half of a race is in a battle is emotional too. So letting your emotions get the best for you during a race, like getting angry when someone passes, you stressing out about errors or getting too excited before you've actually won, can lead to costly mistakes on the track. So the best thing to do is drive without emotion and process and feelings after the race. You need to use your passion as fuel to get better instead of losing control. So, again, uh, when you do race, after you finish, obviously, you come back generally in and you have a debrief with your mechanic, or engineer depending on what you're racing um but do you also do a debrief on your physical um performance do you come in and actually have a book um we are actually in the process of developing a new app and hopefully a new journal um to coincide with this that where you can actually come in and start to um dissect your physical performance as well as your mental performance on that race so things like Were you happy with your race performance? Um, Did you take a corner incorrectly? Are you writing down what you feel like your strengths and weaknesses are after each of those races? If you're not, I highly recommend that's something that you do invest your time within and start doing so. If you need a template to get started, please just write race report into this replay and I'll be happy to send it out to you for free, which is just a basic form that you can fill out um, and it can start to get your thought processes around, um, you know, how you can better improve yourself going forward out into that racetrack so we know that mindset is a really big um, focus on race performance uh what else to have so one two three so number four is obviously excellent reflexes we need to be able to f- remove it quickly around the track braking acceleration uh, so working onto those fast reflexes. We know timing is everything, so split-second decisions and reactions are often the difference between winning and losing a race. especially since winning often comes down to a tenth of a second. So that's why professional drivers undergo special training to improve hand-eye coordination, peripheral vision, so the reflexes can stay um, sharp. So again, I'd love to hear what do you guys do um, to work onto your reflexes? Do you yeah, tell me about it? Um, yeah, I'd love to know. And if you don't know or you don't know how to get started, also write that into the comments. This group is here for you guys. I'm here for you guys um, to better educate you around and to maximize your performances. So if you don't know, just put I don't know how to get started with reflex training and we can develop some content for you uh, and bring it into one of these next training sessions. All right, next on our list is obviously being self motivation. Um, so he's having a big self motivation. Uh, if you're not motivated um, to be onto the track, um, then it's just not going to work, pretty much. Um, you need to. No. Sorry. Um, you need to also have lots and lots of confidence. So part of the mental game in professional racing is also projecting confidence. So even when you're not feeling particularly sure of yourself, your teams, your fans and sponsors are relying on you to do your best. So it's important to play the part. So along with confidence, you need charisma. Race car drivers use charisma to attract sponsors. And win over friends during closed door meetings and televised interviews. So as a driver, you are a highly public figure and the face of the team, often the spokespersons for various brands that support you. So those skill sets are very important as well. So again, how are you improving your confidence? How are you performing? So improving your public speaking and your charisma? Um, Are you going through a public speaking course? Are you working um, on doing videos, going live? Um, I hate them, as you can see, but I have to do them. It causes me so much stress and anxiety. But I know it's important so that you guys can know um, what's going on and um, yeah, keep educating you even though you might come across a bit crazy All right what else uh, it's also important at uh, number six to have to clearly uh, have an understanding of your race strategy. So being able, obviously, to work within your team, um, having medical um, <laughs> mechanical knowledge. So a race car driver needs to know their vehicle inside and out. So understanding how each of the thousands of parts inside that your race car works together is crucial in getting the most efficiency from your vehicle. Mechanical knowledge also gives you the foresight to do preventative maintenance and adjust to changing conditions in a race. So a driver who's in tune with their car will be able to feel when something wrong and direct the engineering team accordingly. So again, what are you investing in um, to get that knowledge? Uh, Are you spending weekends pulling it apart, pulling your vehicle apart and putting it back together? Um, Are are you investing within a driver, instructor or driver trainer um, to help you with that process? Again, I'd love to know what you're doing um, if you can pop it into the comments and let us know. Um, Obviously, just to think quick, um, we spoke about being decisive and having quick reflexes, um, but you also need to have a clear mind as well and having a growth mindset. Uh, again, um, improving your skills, means that you're needing to invest in your time. Um, your resources, your financials as well in developing your personal development off track. So things alike, um, takes it takes years of training commitment. Some people will claim that racing is in their blood and so that these skills needed to win on the track are not something you're just born with. So developing complex skills require a deep dedication to the process of failing, learning, and trying again time after time. Having a growth mindset means you stay humble through the process with the understanding that each day is a new day to train and improve. There's always someone faster than you until you finally found yourself passing that checkered flag a tenth of a second ahead of everyone else. So what are you doing to, again, work on your mindsets? Enzo Mukia last week had a fantastic podcast video on YouTube um, that he does. And, and he's saying if you're spending 60 minutes a day on physical work, that you should be spending 90 minutes a day on on your mental preparation. So again, what are you doing for your mental preparation? Uh, Are you journaling? Are you working with a sports psychologist? Are you working with a sports hypnotherapist? Uh, what is your secret weapon? Uh, And if you don't know that, motivate. we do have our own secret weapon and we do have a team of sports psychologists and sports hypnotherapists. So if you are looking for some assistance um, with some mindset work, again, please get in contact or write into the comments and um, I can send you off with a referral to get you started. Um, All right, what else is another um, key element? Here's being a team player. Um, Although motorsports seems to be an individual sport, but we all know um, that it is a teamwork. So you may be one in the drive seat, but you're not going to get anywhere without your team. So everyone from the pit crew to the engineer team, crew chief, team manager, and sponsors are critical to your success on and off the track. So you need to have that adaptability and that personality to be able to effectively communicate with people um, in order to analyze and improve performance, appropriately modify or repair the vehicle and to secure funding. So again, um, you know, how are you working with you and your team? Do you, do you and your team actually do any team building exercises at the beginning of the year throughout the, um, the year. If not, and that's something that you're just in, we certainly are here at Motivate to have some team building exercises. So if you are interested, just let us know. Um, there's also, we offer some um, strength-based assessments um, and some different personality assessments that if you're looking to start your own team or to build on your team that you can put into place to making sure that you're recruiting the right people for your team that's going to work most efficiently for you. Um, things like communication styles are really, really important. Um, so we do have those assessments of And um, if you already have your team, I do highly recommend maybe during that off season that you go back and start to um, look at those personality types and the communication methods and and how people like to communicate and to see um, if your team is working efficiently. Um, and I, so I guess just to wrapping up, the big thing here is about commitment. Um, as you know, we keep saying that motorsport is a business. You need to have a plan for everything that you're doing, as mentioned before, a media strategy, a PR strategy, a social media strategy, a fitness plan. Um, there are so many clogs of the working piece, um, that you need to have put into place. Um, so I would like to know again, um, how much time do you put into your off-track development and what does that look like do you have a plan to improve your performance off track and not just driving on track um as i mentioned i do have that race report so if you're interested um just put race report and i can send that out to you um but again sorry we do have that 12 week um pre-season program that's going to be starting on the 1st of november so if this is all a little bit new and a little bit overwhelming and you haven't contemplated having uh, putting all of this into place, I do highly recommend that you come over and have a look at that pre-season um, program that will be starting on the 1st of November. There'll be obviously more details coming up into this group. Um, in Once this video is posted, I'll put the link to just register your interest at the moment. And um, we haven't got the page finalized as yet. And then once the page is finalized, um, I'll send you over some more information. I'm here for you guys. If you do have any questions um, around about improving your physical and mindset performance um, and nutritional needs, um, please let me know. Um, I'm happy to jump onto the fo- the um, call <laughs> and um, do a free um, Strategy call at any time. Um, you can just email me over at win at motivate training Of course, go over to the website and fill out the contact form, and I'll be in contact with you, and we can see how we can help maximize your performance have a fantastic week i did say i was going to do fatigue management as well but i'm going to jump on a little bit later this week probably on thursday on friday and go through that Um, that one will definitely be a lot quicker but once i started getting to the skills of a driver i was really excited and i and as you can hear there was lots of information to go through so again i didn't want to overwhelm you too much about that Uh, i'll see you guys later this week and take care Hi, crew. Happy Wednesday. hope everybody is keeping safe. I'm not sure where you reside, but I'm located in regional Victoria and the rain is coming big and hard and strong. Um, Yeah, fingers crossed we don't get flooded. So we're kind of on flood watch at the moment. Um, Again, I hope everyone else is keeping safe. Uh, Today, team, just quickly going to jump on and go a little bit further into media. Um, What is media? The different types of media. Of course, last week in the Motorsport Coaching Podcast interview with Philippa from Media Master Coach, she did go into that. So if you haven't already checked it out, I highly recommend that you race back to your preferred media platform or race over to MotivateTraining.com dot au forward slash podcast and listen to what she had to say um will also be joining us next tuesday the 18th of october at 7 p.m daylight savings time to go into more details around about getting started with the media strategy and uh, what kind of goes within that So just to recap, basically, what is media? So media is the plural of a medium. Um, It refers to the communication channels through which we disseminate news, music, movies, education, promotional materials and other data. It includes physical and online newspapers, um, magazines, TV, radio, billboard, faxes, if you're still using faxes, um, telephone, internet, and the likes of those. So um, it describes various ways through which we communicate in society. Um, Everything ranging from a telephone call to somebody um, to the evening news um, can be called media. So when we're talking about reaching a very large number of people, we say mass media, local newspapers refer... Um, to that, for example, your local TV or radio crew. So there are different types of medias So media can broken in basically into three different types of categories: so um, broadcast, print, and the internet. And again, um, Philip is a lot better at explaining um, all the different channels of media that you can use to get your message out there. Um, I guess the most important thing is to making sure that you do actually have a strategy put into place. Um, that obviously the different medias require different kind of co- type of content. And again, we're going to go run through that within the work and over the next couple of weeks. So basically, print media includes all types of publications, including newspapers, journals, magazines, books and reports. Obviously, a broadcast uh, media is refers to radio tv um, and online services and then of course the internet which is our social media our websites blogs and vlogs. so obviously there's lots of different mediums you can get your message out there um, you don't necessarily have to do them all but obviously do the preferred one that's going to resonate or that's really easy for you but ensuring that your story and your content is going to be aligned um, with that medium Um, Again, we'll go through more details in the upcoming uh, workshop on Tuesday night. But basically, uh, media is different to to PR. Um, You need to have kind of both online, um, and that they do kind of work hand-in-hand over a period of time. So media courage um, obviously can give you the benefits, can give you some exposure to new potential fans. It can give you exposure to new potential marketing partners. Of course, we're here to to gain sponsors and maintain sponsors. Um, Media can help you provide value to your current marketing partners um, by giving them additional reach um, beyond your core fan base. It will give you a platform to share parts of your story that you haven't shared elsewhere. So again, just making sure that your story um, is a little bit different across all the different mediums. And it allows fans to connect with you on a different level through your voice or image or on podcast or videos or blogs and whatever you um, love doing. And that's why it's really important that when you are choosing a media platform, that it's something that you really enjoy doing. Um, Some other um, points that media can help you is um, provides additional point of references for the no like, and trust factor so we know for in order for sponsors and people to invest with you, they need to know all about you and they need to trust you um, and they need to know, um, when we say about you, so that not only just your racing life but your personal life as is- Not all of your personal life, but a little bit of an insight about who you are, what makes you tick, what's your hobbies, your interests. Um, You can share a little bit about your family if you want. And, of course, you don't have to. And That all comes down to your branding. So within the um, motorsports sponsorship, winning sponsors sponsors course that we have available, we go through all of this around getting started with your media strategy and what needs to be included and how all those parts get you to starting off onto that strategy. So if you're interested to know some more information about getting started with that winning sponsors um, course, just put in sponsorship course into the um, comments and I'll send you some more um, information. Some other um, examples: What media can help you do is um, allow you to create new messaging um, about yourself, your products, your sponsors. Um, so that's a fantastic point, and it can also set you apart from your competitors. Um, so you know if you're doing it and somebody else is not doing it, um, that obviously is going to give you a competitive edge when teams are looking. Um, you know, or who to promote, or um, who to take on board, and, and so forth. So, how your media strategy—obviously, the more that you're seen and people can hear about you and know about your story, the more willing they are to come on board and to join your journey. Um, and also, media obviously just helps um, provide the hard metrics and credibility for marketing partners. So that's a big thing as well. Obviously, with sponsorship, that people want to know, your sponsors want to know the data behind your brand, and media obviously will give you that outlet. So some things. To do um, to get started with media is actually have a media strategy. So if you haven't started thinking about it, there are a lot of components of off-track development when it comes to being a motorsport athlete. Unfortunately, we understand that a lot of you just want to get up there and go to racing, but unfortunately, there is a lot of things that need to happen behind the scenes in order to keep you onto the track. So of course, if you don't have the time or the resources to do it, I highly recommend you um, investing that time um, into media training, into a PR manager um, to help you with your media. messaging to help you with your confidence, to help with your storytelling, your press release and your PR. That's point number two. Point number three would be um, what points do you want to communicate about yourself? So if you don't have that that resource um, to be able to hire somebody at this point of time, then you are going to have to require to do it yourself. So these are some strategies that you can put into play to to start making that strategy, and that is what points um, do you want people to know about yourself? So are you racing a new class in 2023? Are you joining a new race team? Team, are you going to be racing internationally? So again, you just need to start pointing down at um, so dot points down into what your story looks like um, going forward. And then you can start to work and and um, build on that story. As you know, exactly what you'll be doing in the 2023. Point number three is establish your storylines for each of those mediums. So as as I previously just mentioned at that, each of the mediums have different um, requirements to be on there. So obviously you're going to do a TV interview. It's going to be different if you're going to do an Instagram live versus if you're going to be doing a print interview. So making sure that you're clear with your storylines and making sure that you have the ability to know them clearly and be able to adapt them accordingly to each of those interviews. Um, number four is to obviously establish those contacts so do you know who the local contact is at your local tv or um, newspaper do you know who is the main or a journalist at the um, national magazine or your commentator if not that's also part of the strategy is to start researching who these people are make a note of it and build that relationship with those people Number five is start to compile an album of your best pics or video reels um, that you can pull on straight away. So, certainly, if there's a request to do some sort of interview, that you can say, hey, here's my bio pick, um, ideally without your helmet or sunglasses on, um, that you can send forward to them or it could be a video or it could be a highlight wheel um, that happened on your last race week. And so just try and start to compile an album together, um, predominantly on Google Drive, so it's easier to share that link. Um, Make sure you open that link so people can access that easily Um, and you're wanting those um, um, images to be in high resolution, um, that that's easier for the journals or the the print um, to be able to publish them straight away. Um, number eight is that if you do have a race team or, and you work within a team environment, it's just to ensure that the whole team is around what the media strategy is. Um, sometimes, um, as we can see, you know, when there are bigger race teams, um, they may go in and interview the engineer or the, the mechanic Um or even the sponsorship marketing person. So just making sure that everybody's on the same page and uh, is across the same messaging. So if they do come into a track, um, sorry, into your tent um, or into your pit um, that, that everybody um, is saying the same story. So you look united, um, especially like if there has been an incident, um, you don't want to get emotion emotions um, involved in the content because we know that can come back and bite us. So making sure that everybody at the beginning um, of the quarter, of the month, um, of the year is across what your media strategy is going to look like for the year. And as I said, um, it's great to get your team involved in those interviews as well. So um Hey, make us up and we're only as good as our team so you know if you do have an opportunity to go into a, a TV show or to be interviewed you know recommend that you can bring your mechanic or your engineer or, or even your sports psychologist or, or your fitness trainer and give a bit more of an insight and again that is being a little bit different and it's not just about you and your story it's about your team and what keeps you onto the track um, point number nine is to re- review the interviews and the stories. So once they've actually gone out to the press and they're out there for everybody to see, um, again, if it's like a, um, a TV interview or a live interview, um, that you go back and, and watch it and to see what you, um, could improve on. If it's fantastic, well done. Um, but, Um, even get a friend to look at it or uh, somebody else within your team Um, and then just trying to build on on that growth every time that you're doing an interview and again whether that's face-to-face interview podcast or written just review every time you you've undergone some sort of media release or uh, media contact and then point number 10 is just to Big one here is just to follow up with those journals um, and making sure that you're saying thanks in your own unique way okay so that could be something simple as writing a thank you note it could be sending them a merchandise shirt or some sort of merchandise uh, or it could just be simply sending them an email but again in your own unique way make sure you're thinking that the, the journals or or the organization that has given you exposure um obviously it's all about building rapport and establishing those networks and then definitely if they've been someone fun to to work with and um, Um, The interviews come across really well and it's got a lot of engagement the next time that you are racing or competing or Going up or there's any great news. They're going to be happy to to interview you or um, to have you on their show again um, Knowing what kind of response they're going to get so making sure that we're following up So we've got that's the ten dos, and I've just got five don'ts of what would want to implement when we're talking about media is that don't send out or post anything without a story, a message, or a call to action. So every time that you're wanting to put out a press release or you're wanting to get meter, there needs to be a reason why behind it. And if there's a why, there needs to be, again, a clear message about what the why is about. Um, so, uh, again, are you promoting something? You've got new sponsors. you are racing new class. Um, you've got a new dog. Um, but the reason that you've got a new dog is maybe because you're now becoming a brand ambassador for guide dogs. So making sure that there's always a clear message around why you're getting um, the exposure, why you want the exposure, that your story is consistent. And then ideally, like that you have a quarter action. So it could be, um, you know, please follow my page or please go and donate over to the Guide dogs Association. But again, as you can hear, that every example is going to be quite different and unique to you. So it's something that you probably need to take the time down to. Um, I think that I've got this one down as number four. Oh, no, that's number five. But anyway, I'll come back to that number five. Anyway, so don't number two is um, don't let your emotions get in the way when you're responding after an incident um, or you've heard some news that's not actually factual. So the last thing that you want to do is be interviewed by a journalist, um, or have someone come up and ask you their opinion on something, um, and then you give it to them, and, and it's reported incorrectly or or not exactly what you said. So, especially again after kind of an incident, um, try and keep your emotions intact. Um, you might you can even say no comment, as even though people don't really like that at all. But I personally prefer you to say look, no comment until maybe I've seen the replay. Or I've got some more information. I've looked at the GoPros, whatever the situation is, um, because you certainly don't want that bad press. You don't want people going out and giving you some um, unnecessary um, bad bad PR because it's very hard to come back from once you've got that, especially now in today's society with so many different meeting platforms out there. Number three is that when you are doing a TV interview, I've mentioned it before, is not to wear your sunglasses, even though it could be 40 degrees and you're burning it out there. Obviously, people want to see your face and um, making sure that you're taking your helmet on. You'll see most of the top line drivers of the categories do take off their helmets and they're generally putting on a sponsorship cap or um, the sponsors of the category. So making sure to point three, just taking off those sunnies. Number four is um, don't do media if you have a personal issue with that medium so if you don't like that journal you don't like that newspaper um because again we don't want bad press release and if you've got a little bit of angst against that journal because maybe they did write something bad about you before um if you haven't had that opportunity to write the right the wrong ride, um, don't go with a negative five, because again, you can keep that ball rolling. Um, and I've got a few case studies that we go through that in the winning sponsors course around how bad PR can be a nightmare, but it also can be a positive thing. But very rarely is it. And number five, as just mentioned, is that um, obviously take Um, Take the time like one or four times a year to review your strategy. Um, So you could be doing it once a year, again, where you're sitting down for one to two days to work out your immediate strategy, and then you're reviewing once a quarter just to make sure it's online. Things that you want to include, again, is like where you want to be, excuse me, where you want to get exposure how you want to get exposure, um, how are you going to get that exposure and exactly what is your story and your messaging about that. Um, again, if you're not quite sure where to start, um, we've got a few people um, that we refer to here that we can, uh, motivate um, that I can put you in contact. So if you are wanting to do a clearer media strategy, um, just put a media strategy into the content and I can um, send you out some contacts um, to get you started. Um, but really, at think the the day, if you don't have time, this could be the difference between um, getting seen and known and getting your next opportunity as opposed to having all these great race results and nobody hearing or, or knowing about that because you haven't got this media and a PR strategy put into place. So, team, as I said, that was it. I was trying to keep it under ten minutes, but I'm not really good, am I? Um, next week, I will try and do them under ten minutes um, to keep you guys engaged. As mentioned, next uh, Wednesday—no, uh, next Tuesday night, sorry—the 18th of October at 7 p.m. Um, the expert, uh, Philippa, for Media Master Coach, will be coming in to talk about everything media, getting that strategy put into place, and what goes into a strategy um, over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, I'll still be doing these free content and we're going to be going through more around media interviews, um, how to improve that voice, lighting, all of those fun things with media as well. So hopefully you will join me next Wednesday, 1 o'clock, or if not to watch that replay. If you've got any questions, please be in contact. We're here to help as best as we can. Have a great week, team, and I will see you live next Wednesday.